to Lake Church nights. I'm super excited to be here tonight, guys. I uh, just wanted to say a few announcements before we start. First off, where are my dudes? Because we got Fight Club coming up on the 29th. I know I'm excited. We got one, two people. Do I have three that's excited? Three? Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, here we go. We got definitely Fight Club, September 29th. We're going to have cornhole, axe throwing, and of course, a delicious meal, as always, for the men with Jesus, all right? Um, T-bone steaks for you to cook on an open flame grill. It's going to be good. Cost is $25 per person. Next is the LC Classic. Do we have anyone who can golf in here? Don't lie in the church, Pastor Kevin. Don't lie in the church. <laughs> no, definitely come out. doesn't matter if you're good like Kevin or bad like definitely me. Um, and just come out and have fun fellowship with the men. It's going to be on October 14th, $65. You might be thinking, hey, what does that include? Well, let me tell you. It is going to include <laughs> free green car or cart rental and a lunch afterwards. Always going to be delicious. Arise 2023 conference is going to be October 15th to 18th. Can I get a whoop whoop? There we go. Uh, ministers morning session are open to all who serve in the body of Christ from 10 to 12, Monday through Wednesday. And evening service is going to be at 7 p.m. All services, believe it or not, are open to the public. So definitely get some people here. Uh, I know my life has definitely been changed by the Arise conference. So it gets better and better every year, I tell you what. So now... It's time to get blessed with our finances for giving. Woo! There we go. All right. So I want to make sure that you guys know how to give because I know you want to be blessed. I know I like to be blessed. So you can do it the, the youngin way like I do with the text to give. And it's going to be 84321. That's the number you text. No one get it but me because I use it all the time. 84321 is definitely what you have to text to. You can do it the classic which is the old person way. And you can do it at the envelopes on the seat backs in front of you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and, of course, you always have the buckets in the back. Just uh, believe it or not, we take cash, we take card. You go on the Lake Church app. I mean, the, the, the church app is pretty amazing. has all our announcements on there as well. So I'm going to go ahead and pray over our offering. You guys can go ahead and give whenever you have time in the back. God, I thank you so much for the amazing path that you allow us to have in our finances. All we have to do is follow what you say and being a cheerful giver with our hearts. And you are going to continue to bless every single family here in our church. I thank you so much that it always comes through. I lack for nothing and I have abundance in all areas of my life because I know that I'm diligent in my giving to you. I thank you so much for this church family and everything you're consistently doing for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well... I'm just letting you know, tonight's a special night. This is the best pastor I've ever been able to announce on stage. Pastor DJ Romero. Let's give it up for him. Uh, I hope I live up to expectations. <laughs> well... Good evening. I'm going to do like Pastor Greg. Good evening, Lake Church. <laughs> Man, we watch you guys all the time. We're, uh, we, we love you guys. This is like second home to us. You know, we, we've we been coming for a while now. And, um, you know, I was just telling Pastor Greg back there, I was, I was uh, you know, doing some praying and stuff this week. And I realized the first time me and Candace actually traveled out somewhere was here. Yep. This was Pastor Greg gave us our our first opportunity to actually come lead worship uh, during a rise one day. And, and then that just spurred the amazing things God's been doing, you know, from, from going to the, be able to go to the Philippines and she just got back from Africa and, and all the places we get to travel to uh, and minister, you know, God's been, God's been really good. And, you know, we want to thank you guys um, from the bottom of my heart, especially as a dad, you know, I got to, I got my baby girl that moved two and a half hours away from me to come to come to Rama and yes. and uh, you know <laughs> and so uh, it was it was easy to do knowing I had a family here that was going to help watch after her so I really appreciate that now uh, if you guys know any single men I might know somebody who's looking just have them come talk to me. Uh, talk to Pastor Karen. 
I guess, I guess my say doesn't matter anymore. So. <laughs> so, but we appreciate you guys, and uh, we're excited to be here. And um, you know, t- tonight I, uh, I have a feeling something good's gonna happen tonight. You know, because we almost didn't make it. You know, we got on the highway to get here today, and we almost got plowed into. Like, literally, I was sitting there, we were slowing down at a, at a, and I was stuck behind a semi, and next thing I know, I see this car flying right up on me, and I happened to look up at the right time to jet over, and that car about plowed in the back of the semi, you know? And I said, hmm, devil. <laughs> Not today, Satan. <laughs> you know? And so, um, I'm excited uh, about what God's put in my heart to give to you guys. Um, I know the teaching that comes out of here. And to say that it's not a little intimidated to be up here, it is. You know what I mean? But I, I didn't come here to be Pastor Greg. You know, I came here to be who God called me to be. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful. And, and uh, before we get started, let's just pray. Father God, I just thank you. First and foremost, Lord, we just want to come before you and just tell you we love you. Just to tell you how much we just, we just honor you and, and magnify you. And, and we don't ever want to do anything without first just acknowledging who you are. And so, Father God, we just thank you for uh, the word that you have placed in my heart. Lord, I ask that uh, I empty myself of myself. And Holy Spirit, and dwell inside of me and help me get out what you have me to get out. Father God, I hope that it pierced the heart's of this, uh, of this church, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't just fall on deaf ears. And, Father God, we just give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. So, you know, I, uh, I look at the world today, and I don't know about you, but um, there's some crazy people out there. And there's some crazy stuff going on. You know, and it's so easy, so easy to get wrapped up in it. Um, but in all my travels and all the stuff that, even some of the churches we go to and stuff like that, you know, everybody's preaching kind of along the same lines, right. which, which means everybody's on the same page, which is a good thing. But there's one thing that God's really been instilling in my heart, and that was kind of getting back to that intimacy with him. You know, getting back to the intimacy with him. And what, what that entails is not forgetting who God is. It's so easy to get wrapped up in politics. It's so easy to get wrapped up in social media, you know. It's so easy to get wrapped up in those things that we forget who we serve. And we start concentrating on, on you know, going after demons or, or doing this or doing that. And, and if we're not careful, we're going to get tied up and we're going to realize that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a good place to be. Amen. It's just not a good place to be. You know, God has done so much for us. I don't know about you, but he's done so much for me. And, you know, and we can't forget all the things that he's done. Um, the, the, the church has almost started to adapt the, the same mindset society has, yeah. where if we complain enough, something will change. <laughs> Look, I, I, I've had so many negative things happen in my life. I get it. You know, negative things happen. Bad things happen to us. Yeah, I've lost my family, my mom, my dad, you know, basically one whole side of my family gone within six years. And just, just all of a sudden, it wasn't like unexpected. It was just all unexpected, you know. I get it. Negative things happen. You know, I've been dealing with some health issues. I get it. Negative things happen. But if I consume myself with those things, and then all my focus is on that, I forget who God is. You know, I I tell people, I can tell how intimate you are with God by how you speak. 
And I had to look at myself because there are times where I was speaking the wrong things. You know? It, just today, to give you an example, I saw, I've been dealing with a shoulder issue, okay? I've been speaking over it. Me and, me and God have been working it out, you know? Um, what it does is that it, it's a shoulder issue that shoots pain right into my chest and unexpected pain into my chest. And it's pain that takes your breath away. So what do I think? I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I'm battling those things all the time. And it's so easy to be like, well, I'm just dealing with this or I'm dealing with that. And, and so-and-so did this to me and so-and-so did that to me. And, and you know, the church is, they're not playing my favorite song every week. Or, or you know, pastor, he's still on week 205 of Galatians or Ephesians or whatever is he preaching. You know, <laughs> when's he going to move on with something else? We can, we can so easily get wrapped up in those things. And what happens is, is that we start making those things our identity. You know, if I'm not careful, I can allow those things to consume my life so much that it leads me down a path that's so dark that I start dealing with torment, anxiety, stress, you know, all that crap that comes with all that, you know. But what I'm doing is when I entertain those things, I'm allowing the enemy to have a foothold in my life. I'm allowing him to have that foothold, and it distracts me from what God has for me to do. You know, so we need to be careful what thoughts we entertain. You know, Colossians 3.2 says this in the New King James Version, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And I like how it says it in the TPT. It says, yes, feast, all, or feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with distractions of the natural realm. Amen. So we can't, we can't allow the politics of the day to get us distracted. We can't, we can't allow the news to get us in fear. We can't allow social media to run our lives. It's all meant to distract us, to divide us, to get us in opposite parties or opposite directions so that way we can't come together as one and be able to do what God's called us to do. You wonder why we're so engulfed in our phones? It's because if the enemy can get you into his own fantasy land, that he can start influencing everything you say, everything you feel, and everything you do. But, you know, we have to get to a point in our lives where we just say enough's enough. Amen. You know, I, I was almost going to be like, let's have a phone-smashing party tonight. <laughs> and see how many people freak out. <laughs> God told me we're smashing all our phones tonight. No, my life's in my phone. Hmm. <laughs> so we have to get to the point in our lives where we say enough's enough and we start taking back everything the devil is trying to take from us. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being stressed out. I'm tired of dealing with anxiety. I'm tired of dealing with fear. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of everything the world tells me I'm supposed to deal with. And I'm letting you guys know tonight I'm not going to deal with it anymore. I'm putting my foot down. And you have to make that decision as well. But the one thing that we have to remember is we have to get back to the basics. And so tonight, if you want to title anything, I'm going to title this, Don't Forget. Don't forget. You know, everyone wants the, the next great revelation coming out of the pulpit, or everybody wants that, or everybody wants this, but sometimes we just need to get back to the basics and not forget who our God is. I mean, there, don't get me wrong. We need those revelations in our lives. 
And God's here to give us those revelations, and the people that God placed in our lives to speak over us are here to give us those revelations. But if we get rid of the basics and only look for the revelation, we're going to be in trouble. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is to remember God's love. You know, this might seem simple to you tonight. It might be, it, it, it might be just basic teaching. Um, but God told me to tell you, don't forget. And just, I'm, I'm here just to remind you to not forget. And don't forget his love. I mean, we know what John 3.16 says. All the Bible scholars here, what's John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world. So God for so loved the world? I don't know about you, but I'm part of that, love, that world. Yeah. You know? Romans 5, 8 in the TPT says this. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. You know, we need to remember the love God has for us. And that, you know, he sent his son even when we didn't deserve it. Even when I turned my back on him and I followed after the flesh. Even when I was out in the clubs getting high. When I was out in the clubs getting drunk. When I was out there rejecting everything Jesus did for me. God never rejected me. He never rejected me. He kept opening the door. He kept opening the door until one day I finally surrendered. Don't forget his love. I sit there and I reflect on what he brought me out of and where he has brought me to. Sometimes we just got to remember. You're dealing with something, just remember. Remember where you were. You know, that's a lot of people don't have joy in their life because they don't remember what God did for them. It's, it's, it's sad to walk around and see Christians not joyful because you have every reason to be joyful. I don't know about you, but I was going to hell. I was like ACDC. I was on the highway, baby. I was going, you know. <laughs> I, I was going. The things I was dealing with, the things I was into, I was into witchcraft. I was into those things, you know. And I wonder why today, why I struggle with some stuff because of what happened in my past. But I don't reflect on those things anymore. I reflect on God's love and what God did for me. And we need to. We need to reflect, reflect on those things because what I do, I can't help but rejoice. I can't help but to get happy, you know, because I know I once was dead, but now I'm alive. That I am a new creation. And my favorite verse, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Hmm. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. Mm. You need to remember his love. When you start getting stressed, remember his love. When you start feeling depressed, remember his love. When you start feeling anxious, remember his love. You know, I read a study that depression, anxiety, stress, you know, all those things can, can't not have place in your thought life while you're praising Jesus. And so we need to remember his love. When the cares of this world try to get you down, just stop. Just stop. Take a second. 
Take a step back and just remember his love. The next thing we need to do is just give it to God. You know, we need to quit trying to think we can handle every attack on our own. (laughs) You know, I might be big and strong, but I ain't that big and strong. I might be able to take one or two, you know, three or four attacks. You know, and you know, the devil don't fight fair. So why should I? Come on now. I used to tell people all the time, I, you know, actually we, we had a men's retreat this weekend or last weekend uh, for our church. And, you know, I'm, I just turned 41 not too long ago. And, and some of the younger guys in their 20s, they're all, you know, talking, talking, talking. I said, I'm going to let you guys know right now, me and Jesus don't fight fair. <laughs> I said, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to beat you up out of love. <laughs> We got to have that same mentality to the devil. We got to have that same mentality to the devil. You know, we can't allow him to start to start just attacking us, and then and then we try to deal with it on our own. Because I know every time that I try to deal with it on my own, I just end up worse than I wa- what I was before I even started. You know, instead of just giving it to God right off the bat and, and taking it to Him, you know, instead of going, "Well, I'll, 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 God, I, I got this one, God, you can sit this out." I mean, because that's what we do. To be honest, you know, the reason why I uh, am dealing with some things in my life is because I haven't fully gave it to God. I'll be the first one to admit it, you know. And since I didn't give it fully to God, I allowed the enemy to have that foothold in my life. And now he tries to torment me. And so now, God, (laughs) uh, finally, the, the, the stupidity in me. It's like, I can't do this on my own. Here, take this. You know? And I'm starting to see victory. I'm starting to see victory. You know? It might not be how I wished it happened. You know? Because a lot of times things happen in our lives that God does something and it's not how we, we think he should have done it. You know? Because we know better than God. So, and then we just get mad at God for doing something that we wanted him to do in the first place, but he didn't do it the way we wanted it to do it. I mean, that's our carnal thinking, you know, that's, and how dumb does it sound to hear that too? Because, you know, I know I'm not the only one that's like that. I know I'm not the only one who argues with God all the time. I know all the time. Me and God fight all the time. It's mainly just me being stupid, but you know, it's just, (laughs) God should have done it like this. I would have done it like this. Well, you're not God. Well, so I would have done it like this anyways. But we, we, you know, we can't handle those attacks on our own. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 in the King James, New King James Version says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. In the, in the TPT version, I, I love the TPT version, so you're going to hear a lot of the TPT version. I'm, I'm a comic book fan. I'm a comic book geek, kind of like Pastor Greg is. To, you know, we're both Batman fans, so, you know, Batman's the best one of them all. I don't know. Superman is... <laughs> I like the TPT because it's more expressive. It kind of reminds me of a comic book. You know what I mean? But it says this in the TPT. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. God has given us everything we need, but unless we take it to him, we can't access it. (sighs) 
Um, one thing that irritates me more than anything, quit asking for unspoken prayer requests. When you find me a scripture in the Bible that says, pray for my unspoken request, then I'll pray. Otherwise, it's like a shotgun. Hope this works. <laughs> it's like duck hunt. You remember duck hunt back in the day when you're shooting at the screen, but you're hitting nothing, and you're like, you got the, the gun right on the screen trying to shoot the duck as it's going by? That's like an unspoken re- prayer request. He says, make your prayers known. What are you ashamed of? I guarantee you the person you're talking to is probably just as screwed up as you are. (laughs) Make your prayers known. Why? Here's a question for you. Why do we keep on hanging on to things that bind us? How much do you have to love your sin to not let it go? How much do you have to love that depression? How much do you have to love that anxiety, that stress, that addiction? I mean, you know, we, we'd, we'd love to complain about our bondages, but yet we don't like to do anything about it. I always like that scripture where it says elders, what does it say? Elders don't uh, give too much wine. You know, I like to put an H in that wine. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to hear your whining. We want to pray for you. We want to help you out. But if you just constantly whine, you're constantly complaining, and we tell you, this is what you need to do. Get into the Word of God. Do this. Do that. And you just shove it off. You don't want our help. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 in the, in the TPT says, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. You know, like I said, I I know this is simple teaching, but I didn't get here on my own. God got me here. And if God got me here, then why don't I constantly pursue after the one who got me where I'm at? If I'm dealing with something, why why does my first step ain't to pursue after him? When I get a bad doctor's report, why do I call everybody and go, oh, priest, play for me. Is there not healing in the word? Is there not healing in his presence? You know, a lot of times we've been so, what's the word? We've been so um, trained to get stuff from other people. You know, we've been, we, we, we wait for that next revival to get our healing. For that preacher to come preach for me. Or come lay their hands on me. That's not how God intended it to be. Yes, he put people there to be able to do that. Because sometimes people just don't get it. You know? But if you're a faith-filled believer, if you say you're a follower of God's word, why don't you believe everything that's in it? I didn't get here on my own. And I have to quit thinking that I can do it on my own. I can't forget God's my provider. God is my refuge. 
God is my healer. He is my stronghold. (laughs) God's been taking me to an intimate place with him that I've never been before. And, And to be honestly, it's scary and it is not comfortable. It, it really isn't, you know. Um, there have been there have been times where I, I there there are times even to this day where I will just spend hours listening to praise and worship music, just sitting in His presence. Yeah, hours. I'll come home from work and instead of popping on the TV to watch, you know, stupid stupid shows all day long, you know, I pop I pop on praise and worship music, and He's taking me on a journey to know that I can become intimate with him at any time, any place. And that when I'm watching some of this stuff on on TV and the spirit of God's moving on TV, that same spirit moves in, is moving in my living room at that time. And to get an intimacy with God, to know who God is, to be able to come into his presence and be like, God, I am nothing without you. That's a scary place to be. But at the same time, it's the best place to be. It's the best place to be. I mean, to, 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 to enter into a presence that is just, it, it'll floor you. There have been times where I've, you know, especially when she was in Africa, you know, I was, I was dealing with some things at that time. Of course, Marie went, went and had her goal, she had to have her gallbladder out, you know what I mean? <laughs> so daddy had to come do daddy duties, you know, and, and all this type of stuff. But a lot of things hit me at one time, you know, with, with Candace being gone and Marie, I had to leave her to go home to our, our, our uh, 10-year-old that we have at home, and I had to leave this girl who just got, you know, so I'm dealing with all this stuff, and I started just getting into a bad place. I started the stress and the anxiety and on top of work and, and all this other stuff that I had to take a step back. And so I got home, and I just popped on worship music. And I just told God, I don't know how I'm going to deal with all this, but it ain't my problem to deal with. Amen. Come on. So I'm coming to you for help. Amen. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm entering into his presence, and I'm just worshiping God. I'm, I'm pacing my living room because I'm the only one home at the time, and I'm just worshiping. Next thing you know, I find myself on my face. And I'm just crying, just crying out to God and just saying, you know what, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything I've ever done wrong. Lord, take me to places I've never been before. And I gave it all to him. I gave it all to him. The stress was gone. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing when you're in God's presence how you don't feel nothing but God's presence. Amen. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys have been there or not. You know, yeah. if you haven't been there, you know, get there sometime soon. <laughs> but it's amazing because you know, as soon as you enter God's presence, you don't think about nothing else but God's presence, and your stress just melts away, and that anxiety you're dealing with, and and that five dollars you have in your bank account—that don't matter. You know, I tell them, let them turn off the electricity. We got some candles to burn. <laughs> I, got, I got some cinnamon vanilla candles. I've been waiting for Christmas. Come on now. <laughs> we'll start it early. But you get into God's presence, those things don't matter. And then when you get into God's presence, you start releasing those things to him. You just release them and you release them and, and, and you don't. You don't release them and then go back and go, okay, I'm going to take this one back with me because I don't know how to identify without it. That's what we do. But we need to release it to him. We need to release everything to God and not pick it back up. You know, we, we, we did these encounters. We do these encounter things at our church. Um, it's like a three-day weekend. Um, I call it like a spiritual boot camp kind of, you get away with God, and I mean, it, it, it changed my life. I'll, I'll tell you that now. It changed my life, it, you know. And 
one of the things that during that encounter that, that we talk about, we preach about, and we, we minister on is laying things down at the cross. You know, going to the cross daily and laying those things down. And when I went through encounter, I laid some stuff down at the cross, but I picked some things back up too. And to this day, I struggle with those things. You know, and every day I have to go lay it down. And every day I have to go lay it down, you know, lay it down. And it's, it's making me realize that if I don't just lay it, if, if, if I can just learn how to just lay it down and forget about it, yes. you know, because I've identified with it for so long that I don't know if I could live my life without it. And that's the mindset we get into. You know, my, my dad... My dad died uh, from diabetes. You know, I, I watched him die. He lived for me the last three years of my life, of his life, sorry, not my life. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> but the last three years of, my, uh, of his life, I watched my dad die from diabetes. You know, it was, it was a year ago last week. Like, it was funny because literally he died and then we came up here. So I was like, oh, somebody's, uh, my, probably my boss calling me. I don't know. My boss is always calling me. So. <laughs> Let me shut that off. But I watched my dad die. And it was a sad thing. Because my whole life, I watched my dad get up every morning and spend time with God. But he couldn't grasp a hold of healing. Yep. Let, me, let me rephrase that. He didn't want to grasp a hold of healing. You know, my mom died... Uh, eight years ago, yeah, 2018, somewhere around there. Unexpected. It it, it was a short, unexpected death. She, uh, my grandpa just passed away. A month later, we found out my mom has bone cancer. Two months later, she passes away. And then two months later after that, her sister passes away, just unexpectedly in her sleep. And it was just, it it, it was, it got to the point... Then my grandma, my other grandma passed away. And it was like everybody was just passing away, you know. You get so numb to those things. But I watched my dad, um, when my mom died, he, he quit wanting to live. Yep. You know, they've been married since he was 18 and she was 16 and he died at 61. You know, and they spent more time together than they were not together. You know, and so I watched my dad deteriorate, and it had a, a a lasting effect on my life. It had a it had such an effect on my life that I struggle with the same things he struggled with. I have the same diseases he has. You know, luckily, with God's help, I'm I'm overcoming those things. Amen. You know. My medicine's starting slowly, slowly get less and less that I have to take. And, you know, I'm, I'm believing God that I'm going to get over those things. But that always stays in the back of my mind. Am I going to end up like my dad? You know? And so I have to take it to God. Lord, I, 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 I'm, I don't, I don't want to think like this. I don't want to identify as my dad identified. And I'm going to break those curses right here and now so my kids don't have to identify with those things. That's right. And so I take it to God in my quiet time, in my two hours. You know, it was funny is that, that Sunday I had worship music on. I, I wasn't expecting to, to just do it forever, you know, but my daughter called me. And when she called me, I looked down at my phone, and it was three hours later. And I didn't even realize it. I was just in God's presence, just laying everything out to him, saying, God, I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of trying to do this on my own. I'm tired of being a failure at this. And I had to give it over to him. And I had to let it go. Now, is it a battle? Uh, Of course. You know, because the enemy's going to always come and try to, t- uh, you know, tell you, you didn't really mean that. You know, you're going to die just like your dad did. You're going to do this. This is how your life's going to turn out. You know, I went to the doctor yesterday because those thoughts were overtaking my life. You know, they were, they were. I mean, I was, 
I was thinking I was having heart issues and I was always constantly checking my blood pressure and checking my sugar and, and doing all this stuff, you know, because I was just like, I, like torment was just coming on me. And I just couldn't shake it, you know, as much as I spent time in God's presence, as much as I was praying, much, and I just couldn't shake that, that I'm, I'm getting ready to die feeling. But nothing, nothing was wrong with me. But I had to get confirmation, you know. I went to the doctor yesterday and talked to my doctor. I said, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. She goes, oh, you're perfectly fine. Yep. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm, this is going on. This is going on. <laughs> you know, our stupidity, that's what we say. Oh. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? What about this? You know, you know I, I started working out a lot. You know, I, I, I've been riding my mountain bike all the time. And, and when, I, when I ride my mountain bike, my blood pressure or my, my, my pulse is this. And, she, this, and then it, she's like, well, that's perfectly normal. Yeah. But it doesn't feel normal doesn't feel normal, doesn't feel right, but it is. And so I had to learn, and I got freedom after I left that doctor's office. I'm okay. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I, you know, I, I know, you know, when, 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 when God has great things in store, because a lot of opportunities have been opening up to us, and a lot of things have been happening. The devil's going to come in and try to wreck those things. He's going to try to derail those things. He's going to try to get you to, to think different. He's going to try to get you to think, you know, oh, you, you can't do that because what if this happens? Right. You know, but I have to get to the point in my life where I go, well, what if? I mean, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Well, if you can grasp a hold of that, which I'm starting to grasp a hold of, to live as Christ. As long as I'm here, I'm, I'm going to live like Christ did. Yes. I'm going to do what Christ did. Amen. I'm going to make the same impact Christ did. Right. Or at least I'm going to try as much as I possibly can. You know? And if the devil takes me out, I'm in the presence of God. <laughs> Don't be sad for me. But he ain't going to take me out anytime soon. I'll tell you that right now. And my wife will wake me back up and... <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, I'm going to close with this. The last thing we need to do is we need to not forget to speak the word over our life and situations. Amen. Proverbs 18:21, and I know everybody knows this. It says, "Your words are so powerful." This is a TPT version that they will kill or give life, and a talkative person will reap the consequences. James 3:2 says this. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. You know, and I looked up that word bridle, and I was kind of like, God, you know, what I think of a bridle, I think of, you know, bridle in a horse's mouth, and it leads and stuff like that. But, you know, in the Greek, it says it's to curb, restrain, or sway. So our words can curb our lives, it can restrain things in our lives, and it can sway things in our lives. He is saying if we can control what is coming out of our mouths, we'll be able to control what happens in our lives. And he's not just talking about speaking positive. You know, you can speak positive all you want, still... Still not speak life. Life only comes from the word of God. It only comes from the word of God. He's talking about speaking the word of God over ourselves in every situation we're going through. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Jesus. See, when you speak the word and you put your faith behind what you speak, you release power that comes from the word. Yes. You release that power and that power becomes authority in your life. It becomes the authority that Jesus gave us. So if I'm battling sickness... I need to start speaking to that sickness. Right. If I'm battling my finances, 
When's the last time you spoke to your finances? When's the last time you pulled that $1 bill out you had left out of your wallet and go, Lord Jesus, stress this thing as far as it goes? Because you are my provider. I don't rely on this piece of paper. I rely. So God, <laughs> I was doing some, just in one of my times of prayer, and I was, you know, Candace is no longer working, and so we're living off of my income and, and those type of things. That's a scary thing. You know, when you go from an income, that, a double house income to a single house income, um, it's, a, it's a hard pill to swallow. And I was praying, you know, God, I was like, I know you're going to provide for us. I know you're going to take care of us, you know. And I was like, but can you hurry up? <laughs> you know? And he, he, he quickened my mind to the desert. And Moses and the Egyptians. And, and he goes, if I can bring manna from the sky and hit a rock and water comes out. Why do you look to money for your provision? I said, well, what do you mean? I mean, we, you know, we got we to pay everything with money, God, you know. <laughs> he goes, you don't think I can just open your cabinet and provisions there? I was like, well, I heard the manna wasn't that good. Come on. I'm just messing with his <laughs> I just, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. <laughs> but can you get a reality of that? Can you get a reality of God's not a provider of money? He's our provider. So if I'm battling finances, I don't battle finances at all. I just give it to God. and He's going to provide regardless if it's money. If I open up my refrigerator and my almond milk is sitting there with my strawberries and, you know, all my good stuff I like to eat, I'm happy with that, too. I don't need money to be happy. As a matter of fact, I hate money. You know? I hate it because we stress over it when we shouldn't be stressing over it. We shouldn't be. If you're battling addiction, have you spoke to that addiction? My Hello. I know it took me a long time to get rid of some of the addictions I've had in my life. Why? Because I didn't speak over them. Yeah. You know? If I'm going through something, instead of giving it to God, <sighs> now I feel good, God. I mean, come on. We, we do it. You know, God, just one drink, God. I just need one drink to calm down. He's like, well, why don't you just come to me and I'll calm you down. But God, God, I like the way it tastes. That was always my excuse. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're battling anything, start speaking to those things. If you're battling depression, stress, anxiety, if you're battling, I promise you, the, the world... They like to come to a church that's lively. They don't want to go to a dead church. And if you can learn how to praise and rejoice and get happy and and do all those things, man, these places will be packed. Packed. These places will be packed. You know, and we need to learn how to praise God. We need to learn how. Because when you start praising God, the focus is not on you anymore. It's not on you. I don't know how many times I've been in worship. I'm a work, you know, I'm, I'm a music person. You guys, you know, know me. I love music. I just, I have to have music on all the time. And if I could sleep with music on and not drive my wife crazy, then I would. But she's like, you can't put music on anymore. It keeps me up all night long. But I'm a music person. All day long in my office. You come in my office, there's Christian music playing. There's worship. It's usually just worship music. All day long. And the guys in my office always come in, you know. And do I ever turn it down? Nope. Why? Because I'm trying to build an atmosphere around me at all times. I'm not building an atmosphere just in my prayer closet. 
I'm not building an atmosphere when I come to church. When I come to church, you know. Some people try to build an atmosphere once a month. And wonder why they're struggling all the time. You got to build that atmosphere. You got to remember. So if there's anything I'll leave you with tonight is to just remember. I know it ain't a a rah-rah type message and a shouting message, but I I just wanted to get to you just to remember your first love. It's good to know what's going on in the world. It's good to to know what you're battling, but don't get wrapped up in it. Because if you don't remember who God is, you're not going to be able to face those things anyways. And then you're out there, you know, trying to play baseball with a t-ball. Yeah. And it's just not going to work, you know. And so one thing I want to do before we leave, everybody stand up with me. We're just going to take a moment here. And we're going to lift our hands and we're going to lift our voices. And just take a moment just to tell God, thank you. Tell him how much you love him. If you're, if you're battling some things tonight, remember where God brought you from and where, you're, where you are today. I guarantee if you start speaking those things that he has done for you, hmm, those problems will start dissipating. So, Father God, we just thank you. Lord, we just come before you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We honor you. Lord, we lift our voices to you because we don't want to forget. We want to be people who, Father God, follow after you every step of the way. Lord, we want to be people who don't try to do things on our own, and we bring things to you. We remember what you did for us on the cross, how you, how you pulled us out of death, and you brought us to where we are today. So right now, Father God, I come to you. Lord, I come to you. And I thank you. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for my healing. I thank you, Father God, for, for de- depression and stress and anxiety and fear. I thank you, Father God, those things are broken right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If there's anybody here that is dealing with those things, I break those things off right now in Jesus' name. We need to speak it out. You want freed from something? Speak it out. I thank you, Father God. 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 Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. We honor you. We magnify you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we just lay everything down at your feet. And we just take a moment just to say thank you. It's so easy to get caught up in our busy lives. It's so easy to get caught up in the distractions of this world that we just don't take the time just to say thank you. 
So thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Lord, I thank you again for the opportunity to use somebody like me to be able to speak your word. I thank you, Lord, that it doesn't fall on deaf ears. I thank you, Father God, that not only revelation comes, but intimacy comes. That we don't forget our first love. We don't forget why we are sitting here. Lord, we don't come here just to hear somebody preach. We don't come here to hear good music. The reason we're here is just to spend time with you. And if we can just remember that, when we're facing things, if we can just remember to spend time with you, there's freedom. There's freedom. So, Father God, I release these people. And I just give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's just stay in an attitude of worship for a moment. Father, we just give you praise. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. The word has gone forth. And you confirm your word with signs following. We thank you, Father, that you want to demonstrate the reality of your word tonight. So I just want to remind you guys that at the end of the service, there will be ministers up here. So if you have any kind of need in your life, if you're dealing with any kind of sickness, disease, depression, uh, addiction, don't leave out of here the same way that you came. Jesus died. He offered his body. He shed his blood to reconcile us to the Father. And it's in the presence of the Father that every enemy has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Listen, we're not asking God to do something. We're releasing our faith in what he's already done. The gospel is a proclamation of the finished work of Jesus. And when Jesus died and rose again and ascended back to heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, it was a declaration in every realm and in every age. That the work is finished, the work of redemption, the work that redeems us back to our rightful place in the kingdom of God, in, in the authority of God, that we can, we can have dominion and authority over the things that come against us in us, in this life, against every enemy that tries to oppose the people of God. And with our faith, we can speak and see those things bow and leave our life. So I want to remind you to be sure and come up. DJ and Candace will be up here. They would love to pray with you. We'll have ministers up here also who would love to. I just keep hearing this, this scripture rising up in my heart right now. In Matthew 16, Jesus said, If any two of you on earth agree, as touching anything, it shall be done. You know, DJ was talking about the highest level of faith is just, So be it unto me according to your word. But listen, sometimes we're not at that level. We need a brother or sister to come and, and agree with. And God's made provision for that. So, so don't leave out of here fighting something on your own. If any two of you on earth, and I believe we're all on earth, right? <laughs> if any two of you on earth agree as touching anything, it may be done. It shall be Done. Why? Because Jesus is already by his grace. It's a done deal on his end. It's not a matter of us getting God to release something. It's a matter of us receiving what he's already released. And I also want to remind you, if you want to give tonight to the ministry, you can do that in all the various ways that we have to give, text to give, the app. Those of you who are watching online, if you were blessed by this tonight, you can give there as well. Just put guest minister on there. We'll make sure that that goes to that. 
and you can give with an envelope in the bucket on your way out if you'd like to as well. Be sure and be here this Sunday as Disclosure continues. Anybody been blessed by Disclosure? Amen. Bring somebody with you. God bless you. You're dismissed.